0: Waiting on you. Start whenever you're ready.
1: Waiting on me. Waiting on the world to change.
0: <sighs> Waiting on the world to change.
1: It's a good song. Uh, It's December 20th. It's Tuesday. It's, uh... It's, uh... I don't know what the hell it is. it is. It's on taking pictures. It's, um... We're gonna try and talk about photography. We're gonna try and talk about making things Jeffrey. You're in one of your moods, aren't you? I'm in a mood. Yeah, I'm in a mood. I can mood. tell. Ugh. You know, I, I uh I I got a little I got a little grief from a listener for uh for being political on the show. Being political. I've got my fingers, I've got my air quotes political. Um and I'm not gonna be political today but i will be political in the future and i'll tell you all what i told this person and that is that as long as the political climate is relevant to making art or the ability to keep making art i'm going to continue to talk about it right isn't that and arguably you, always well it depends on your point of view but right. i think now more than ever there is a conversation that will be continuing for certainly the foreseeable future on civil liberties and first amendment rights. And I will continue to talk about it. And if you don't like that, gosh, I'm really sorry, you know, but I think it's relevant. I think it's important. I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. And I would say the same thing if there were a D after the president elect's name instead of an R, which there was a few years ago, but we're going to, we're going to talk about it. At least I am. And yeah. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry about that, but, it's worth talking about and and you know this is ostensibly a show about photography but it also is a show about making and creating and and finding your voice and if that voice is somehow stifled by the powers that be that's worth talking about yeah so anyway onward and upward it is on taking pictures Bill is up in Bro- uh, Brooklyn. I'm in uh, Jeffrey. I'm in D.C. Well, Silver Spring. Although I,
0: I was in, I was in D.C. You morning. were
1: here. We had lunch, and we yep. we we uh, we kind of uh, uh, surprised a, a, a listener who was who wasn't. I think he was expecting me because we had talked about it, but he wasn't expecting you.
0: Oh, it's, his mind was blown. He got the full on uh, full on <laughs> duo, the dynamic duo.
1: <laughs> so that was fun. So thank you, Rob. It was yep. good seeing you. Hopefully, you yep. get to catch up with you before you leave. Um took the uh took the train to uh the the mall at Pentagon City?
2: Pentagon uh, City.
1: Right. Which is terrific because you don't have to park. There's a train station right in the base of the mall. You get off the train, you're there. Yep. Uh but I got a chance to mess around
0: with uh one of these Microsoft Surface Studios. Sure. This is the this is the twenty seven inch four thousand by three thousand tabletop touch screen, thing that can yeah that, yeah that adjustable monitor. It's got the, a
1: little puck on it, and it's got the the stylus and all that. Um, it's a beautiful looking machine, right? Uh, the touch sensitivity or the touch responsiveness, I guess, is pretty laggy. Okay, uh, it's it's. In in messing around with it, unusably uh, so, not necessarily unusably so. so, but you'll get better response out of an iPad than you do out of this thing. Right. Okay. It's it it feels more responsive on an iPad, uh, a Cintiq more responsive. Um, the puck thing is it it the real world of it doesn't seem to function as well as it does in the promotional video.
0: Well, that's. Usually, the reality of any of these things, but yeah, Yeah.
1: go ahead. Um, I I don't. It it seems like a weird addition. You know, you've got this thing; it's got a little rubber uh, foot on it, so it doesn't slide. Hopefully, slide around or or scratch the surface of the of the screen. Right. Um. But you know what? It's it's an odd product. It's an odd product in terms of of uh the the whole touch puck tilt functionality it looks better on paper um and the other the other side of this thing is is if you want an i7 processor first of all if you if you want anything above an i5 then you've you've got to go to the i7 which comes with 32 gigs of ram and a geforce uh, 980m processor right
0: uh, uh gpu 4200 bucks bill it's an expensive computer uh, Forty two hundred bucks. That the storage internal storage is not very fast. Uh, somebody was saying that 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 they've actually gone in and replaced the storage, and with the replaced storage, they were getting five fifty by five fifty or so. You know, like basically saturating SATA six. Um, yeah, but but that means that whatever they had in there before, and I haven't listened to the whole thing, is slower than saturating SATA six, which in this day and age is insane. And actually, it's insane that that computer doesn't have. Some sort of, uh, you know, uh, what is what is the new hotness? The M two,
1: right? The M two SSD NVMe, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know,
0: actually on the PCI Express lanes. Um, so I mean, that's interesting. Uh, I when mean, you it's say a weird product, was the pen or the touch laggy or both? Both. Okay. Both. Did you try drawing on it? Was the parallax stuff better than the Cintiq, as far as the glass being up off the screen and it being weird? uh, Has that ever bothered
2: you?
1: I didn't really notice it too much. Uh, Also, it was it was kind of the wrong height for me, you know, because it's sitting on a on a desk. So, and there was no chair to sit at. So you're kind of hunched over, you know, when you put the thing in in more of a tabletop position. It was still at the wrong height for me to be comfortable was the table um,
0: tabletop mode cool or no i yeah no, it's neat you know yeah. um i i don't know it's it, it, it's
1: odd uh bridging that gap between between touch interface and and a, a more traditional interface yeah um I can see where it's useful yeah. but you're paying a lot for that gimmick.
0: What is the um? What is the app in the sh- in? Is it just Microsoft Paint? What what are they showing off in the commercial? And is that on the machine when you played with it?
1: Um, you know what? I don't remember what the app was. It was already open.
0: Was it was it basically some sort of painting kind of thing? Like yeah that? yeah 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 okay. yeah. Uh,
1: it was it was basically you know you had natural media you had a uh, uh, pen. Pencil, you know, fountain pen, marker, uh, and chisel you, tip marker.
0: And when you stick the thing on and you click down, you get to choose whether it's like line thickness or or color. Uh, or technically, what, that's doing? what
1: it was supposed to do, but I could never get it to work. Okay, I All could right. never get it to work. Even and even even switching tools seemed a little laggy. Even switching from you know one tool to another, the the the, t- the touch targets seemed to be a little finicky
0: okay interesting i wonder if a lot of that is uh is some element of um uh just software updates you know what i mean like this is a new new box just came out a month and a half ago or whatever and you know that's the other thing <laughs> what i mean the Go windows ahead. 10 thing or the, there's a there's the anniversary update or whatever the 10.1 kind of update right there like the new version of windows 10 that's supposed to be either out or coming out you know what i'm talking right. about where there's like this yep. big major update is that out yet
1: I'm not sure. Okay. Because
0: um, I know that it, that's supposed to have a whole bunch of artsy, creative, multimedia enhancements. So I wonder if mm-hmm. that's changing anything. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. It, you know, the, There's a weird... I, I would imagine if it's out,
1: you'll get... Because Windows updates automatically.
0: Right. Yeah, that's one and, thing I don't like. This whole you-don't-get-to-choose-when-you-update thing bothers me.
1: Well, there's a workaround for that, actually. Like uh, and if you if you, let's not even, it's not a hack or anything. You just go into your connection preferences and set your current connection to metered connection.
0: Oh, and then it won't pull it down automatically because it won't pull it down.
1: Yeah. It's worried about you incurring, you know, bandwidth charges. That's So if you just set your, yeah, set your current, your current connection to metered connection, uh, it won't download automatically. You'll have to initiate those downloads by. hand. Interesting.
0: That's a good one. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, any 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 final thoughts uh not really it just it just made me really if it cost uh, nineteen ninety nine would you be like ooh that's interesting
1: uh n- no because it still runs windows and i right. I still prefer mac os now in related news, Tim Cook was asked about the future of of the desktop yes with apple and you know, he seems to suggest that, that the desktop Mac is alive and well and, and you know, s- stay tuned.
0: Yeah, but did you um, also see what he said, uh, uh, what Gruber said underneath it? He said, uh, this doesn't surprise me, but it's good to hear. I'll note that Cook only calls out the 5K iMac, no mention of the Mac Pro.
1: Yeah, nor the Mac Mini. Right. So you, you won't be able to buy a Pro-level piece of hardware or a headless Mac. Right. Which is... And-
0: and the and the big desktop you sell is completely un- non-upgradable except yeah, for it's RAM a laptop with a bigger th- screen exactly yeah. which uh, you know i got to tell you I, just a quick little tangent um i i recently upgraded the gpu in my now pff, 3 4 year old ivy bridge desktop you know i7 32 gigs of ram whatever it is i put a new 200 dollar gpu i bought a gtx 970 uh, refurbed. and it's great it's fast and I don't mm-hmm. need to upgrade the RAM and the CPU and my monitor, you know what I mean? like right. it's, it's. this is how it should be at a certain level. There should be a certain level of stuff that's not just an appliance that sits on your desk. right. you know that and once
1: I'm, something goes, you have to trash the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I just I don't like that from a consumer point of view uh, from an upgradability, uh, upgradability point of view and and for a trash consumerism point of view. You yeah. know, it's just, it's just thrown crap out to throw crap out. That's, well, and if if you decide
1: nuts. you want to upgrade to 32 gigs of Ram or 128 yeah. gigs of Ram or whatever it is, you can do
0: that. Yeah. Planned obsolescence. I just hate planned obsolescence. It drives me crazy and more so as I get older. So, well, yeah. and, and Apple is
1: becoming more and more sort of guilty of that as each machine is less
0: accessible. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Ugh just makes me angry. What are you going to do? Um Hey, so uh last night my my 5D Mark III and the last of my L lenses sold on eBay. Nice. And I have, I have them in boxes here and I'm shipping them out today. And uh it's very sad. It's the first time in 12 years that I will not own a Canon SLR camera. Well, technically I have my father's from 1974, but I don't think that counts. Um just kind of it's just kind of weird uh big 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 shift but uh, you're gonna
1: sell your other stuff you're gonna sell like your Hassie and your leica and all that
0: no no no, no. i'll keep those because those are you know fun every once in a while I'll pull out a roll of film kind of cameras but mm-hmm. uh you know um and they're not worth all that much you know uh my housey's probably worth six hundred dollars my leica a thousand bucks maybe you know yeah um, yeah yeah plus i like my leica but it's uh it's just kind of sad, like selling a bunch of stuff that is, is kind of, after you've used stuff for as long as I've been using this stuff, they're like old friends, you know? Sure. I, I kind of feel a little guilty about it. Sure. <laughs> to be honest, it's like, uh, it's very, very odd. Uh, I, yeah.
1: on, on the other side of that, yep. I shot my first roll of medium format film in 32 years.
0: And how did that feel?
1: Amazing.
0: And what did you do with the film?
1: Uh, I have a thermometer coming today, so I have not developed it yet because I don't have a, a thermometer to, to hold at at uh, constant temperature. So I've got a little, you know, a little kitchen thermometer with a probe on the end. Yeah. Wait, didn't um, you
0: shoot? Uh, didn't you shoot some? You've shot film in your Nikon or, or this medium format? You
1: medium mean. format. Oh, yeah. uh, with the same camera, and I, I'll, I'm writing about this, so I won't give too much of it away. But basically, uh, the same camera my grandfather gave me to go wander around with 32 years ago, not the same camera, same model of camera. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's neat. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny how, how the muscle memory, you you sort of dust it off and, and, oh, right. That's how this works. Or, oh, I've got to hold it this way or, oh, oh, right. I, you know, this part, I use it, my thumb here and not my forefinger or whatever it is. Yep. Um, and it's it's funny, it's it's really funny. But uh, the idea of of uh, a physical object again is is exciting, and I I, I find that that I am just as um, eager and and sort of butterflies in the stomach about did I get anything? Is it in focus? Is it well sure. exposed? Yep. You know, never mind whether or not it's interesting. Just technically did I not screw up? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and, and, with, and that, that and with, anticipation and with, is great.
0: And with medium format, you also have the issue of all those technical things are magnified. Yeah. <laughs> whether yeah. or not you got them, uh, which is the fun and the great thing about bigger formats and the harder thing about bigger formats is that it shows your weaknesses even more. Um, sure, It's also, you're also using a, a, a manual camera, which is, must be feel it must be nice to use a camera that's very very mechanical like that uh very
1: yeah i mean it's you know it's that tick, 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 click, <clears throat> to wind it and yeah. then yeah. the little just soft understated subtle little of yeah. the shutter yep. i mean it's yep.
0: an, an old friend of mine i i put a i put a tweet up about selling the canon camera and an old friend of mine wrote me on on facebook and said hey did you consider the sony rx or whatever this uh, rs what the r7 a7r2 that's what it
1: a7r2 is. yeah good camera
0: it is a great camera it's like yeah great image quality but like it's tiny it's got an evf bad battery life it feels like a computer like i'm like no i wanted a camera that feels like a camera that has a computer in it not the other way around mm-hmm. um but it's it's just because in the same way that you're you're feeling now it's like there's that there's that tactile uh, uh, uh satisfaction of having something that actually works the way you want it to work when it's in your hands. Uh, and it's not fighting you the whole time. Um, hey, so our, uh, we did our little uh, OTP uh, gift swap. Yep. Gift exchange, yep. which is still going on. It's still going on, but I, I just, I wanted to thank Andy Duncan for, uh, for sending me a very nice book. Yeah. Um, uh Very which nice. which is called A History of Pictures. Now I got I got a couple of things in here that I want to run by you if you have a minute. Yeah, yeah, if I have a minute. <laughs> you like that? For you, Bill, I got 5. Okay, it's called A History of Pictures David Hockney and Martin Gayford. Mm-hmm. And uh it is this 350-page illustrated conversation between these two guys mm-hmm. where, you know, one's a painter and one's an art critic. And they're just discussing the whole idea of pictures throughout history. So we're talking about paintings and photography and how they intersect and and the whole thing and lighting in paintings and dimensionality and perspective and you know all, all the things that that we talk about.
1: Right now, wait, now is this on your list? Let me let me take a look.
0: Uh, this was on my. It is on my list, so you can find see. my list. Hold at on. The, here we
1: go. Let me look. Let me look. Hey,
0: why do you have? Uh, uh,
1: Neoprene pouches for DSLR lenses. When you don't own a DSLR, you what are you regifting? What are
0: you doing here? No, I have a you, I I have those what pouches. What are you doing, Bill? I was going to put my uh, <laughs> Pentax lenses in those pouches. well they fit? I thought they were bigger around. No, they're not that big. I mean, they're they're no bigger than a big digital. Wait, do SLR you really lens. not?
1: Do you really not own what an HDMI cable? Do you really? You know,
0: it's actually them? funny. I your nerd I, card
1: is getting revoked, Mister.
0: Uh, uh, well, here's the thing: I don't own a TV. So, uh, I do have a DVI to HDMI cable which I use for my projector. Even though, because back in the day I didn't have an HDMI port in my video card, but mm. I in the last two video cards I have, but I just never upgraded the cable because it works. So why change it? And then uh, that cable that I that you have there though is a mini HDMI to HDMI.
1: Oh, yep, it is okay. Uh,
0: so because uh, I was discussing. I I like shooting tethered. I like the idea of it. And then you can see stuff on the computer, but tethered shooting is always like a headache to me. Like it always slows Mm. me down. So Mm -hmm. I was talking to Dan and, and, and we were kind of talking about, he goes, you know, maybe there's a middle ground you could go to where we get like a little HDMI monitor and we have it, uh, mirroring what's on your little screen on the big Mm. screen.
1: (laughs) <laughs> like almost like one of the little preview monitors that you would use as a video rig.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And so basically turn it into like a poor man's tether where it's still recording to the camera cards, but mm-hmm. I can see the image bigger on a bigger screen. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. And there's but, no lag going. Well, I way? don't know. I haven't tried it yet. It uh, shouldn't be. Uh. I mean, it's just throwing out the same video that's on the screen to the, to the thing. I mean, at least it works that way on, on Canon cameras. I haven't tried it on the Pentax, so I don't know. But, uh, I need that cable to try it. So that's why the cable is in there. Um, all right. So anyway, history sorry, to digress.
1: sorry to digress. Go ahead.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to comment on? On, on uh, here, list? hold on. Let me
1: scroll down a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> um,
0: <clears throat> all right. So there's, there's, there's two things in here. I, by the way, I'm at page 45 out of 345. So it's going to take me a few days to get through this cause it's big and chunky and and deep and you kind of want to look at all the pictures as you're going. The great thing about it is as they bring up different artists works, they'll be like, Oh, it's like that Giotto picture in this chapel somewhere. And you flip the page and there's the Giotto picture. So Mm. you, you actually get to see the stuff that they're referencing the whole time, which is what's amazing about it. Uh, but I'm sure I will have more of these things. So here's one of the things David Hockney says, he says, art does, doesn't progress. Some of the best pictures were the first ones. An individual artist might develop because life does, but art itself doesn't. That's why the idea of primitive is wrong because it assumes that art is a progression. Vasari in his lives of the artists in the mid 16th century thought Giotto came first and it all finished with Raphael and Michelangelo. Nothing could be better than that. But Raphael isn't better than Giotto. In many uh, the people in Giotto's frescoes are individuals. I know these faces they are types in a way not studied from actual people, but they have lively expressions. They have personality. The eyes particularly have an intensity of looking. Uh, it's still an amazing building that the stuff that is in. So what do you think of the idea that art does not progress or does progress? Do you think there's progression well, think it does in art? Progress.
1: Sure. I mean, the, 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 the swatch, f- I'm sorry, swap from, from 2d to 3d.
0: Yeah. But is you that know, progression volume. or is that just different? You
1: know? Well, I think it progressed. I think it. It. it I think that that there is a deeper emotional connection to, for for many, okay, maybe not for everyone, uh, from looking at a Michelangelo piece than there is to a cave painting in France.
0: Right, but the cave paintings in France do have a humanity that isn't any less than any of the other stuff that came after it.
1: Well, it's subjective though, isn't it? Yeah, of course. uh, There's no objective definition. I guess that's
0: maybe, I guess that's maybe what he's getting at is that there's no objective way to prove that Picasso is better than a cave painter. You know, it's just, it's just too, other than technique changing. Sure. But making a
1: blanket statement that art hasn't progressed.
0: Yeah. That seems kind of odd. Well, that's what, that's why I thought it was an interesting, uh, an interesting thing to say. It's like, Wow, I guess the, the, it does make you think, though. It's you know, are we further along some line of art in the late in the early twenty first century than we were in the early twentieth century? Are we better able to communicate, or are we just communicating differently? He's almost. Well, sold I mean, it me depends on on,
1: on on the goal. I mean, I'd have to read the piece, but is if is is the goal just to to express yourself in the world around you?
0: Yeah, I think and if, so. And if
1: that goal hasn't changed, then I can buy in to a certain degree on on you know, the perception of it has changed, but the art itself hasn't changed. If if the goal forty thousand years ago was to express yourself in the world around you and the goal circa 2017, 2016 is to express yourself in the world around you, okay, I can draw some parallels there. Yeah. But To say that there have been no no progressions or evolutions in art
0: ah but Uh. see but evolution is an interesting way of putting it because there are a lot of biologists who will say that there's a problem with sort of the mid twentieth century view of evolution as we humans are the pinnacle of this evolutionary process. When no, we're just a branch of the evolutionary process, and there's no morality in it. There's no quality, inherent quality in being further along than paramecium. Or Bill, not. everyone
1: knows that dolphins are the pinnacle of evolution. Exactly.
0: Process. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I, I it, it is. I mean, it, we have more words in the English language and more idioms and more but but that doesn't mean that we're better able to communicate with words than we were before those words were invented you know um I mean, we could be more accurate but i don't know that that necessarily you know it's it's a really it doesn't always inter- denote better exactly it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's okay, kind of an interest- it's an interesting idea that 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 from the beginning it's really just an on-off switch of whether or not we can communicate with strokes or light or shapes and then making value judgments within that is if it is completely subjective then it's subjective and there's no way to say that a newer thing is better than an older thing you know uh i mean i think you and i are both we both have our schools and times and periods and things that we really get off on right um artistically you know uh well I'm, but it, and 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 even even that can that even be
1: expressed objectively because we we've talked many times about certain time periods in your life holding more sway over right. how you feel about art or music yeah. or clothing yeah. or dance yep. or you know whatever it is
0: the, the fact that you did more visual stuff than me when you were younger Means that you have a different view of this stuff, and you're what seven years older than me. So there's, you know what I mean. There's that. Right. There's right. that angle of like you experienced things in the '70s that I wouldn't have because I was a little kid when you were ten or a teenager. Sure.
1: And there are yeah. geographic influences. There are social right. influences. There right. are economic influences. Yeah.
0: And, and and I mean, and you know, I get I get tricked up or get nervous discussing this stuff and saying, well, then we're in a perfectly relativistic society and it's all relative and there's nothing better than anything else. And I don't like that either because there's plenty of stuff that you and I can point at and say, no, that's a better portrait than that picture by, you know what I mean? Right.
1: The, so that's a, that's a better building. That's a better car. That's exactly a better whatever right. it is.
0: Right. So it's, it's, I Font. don't
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. But I guess the question is, is the best, of now, is the best car design now really better than the best car design from 1930? You know, because a lot of people would pull out those cars from 1930 and discuss how beautiful they are. Or right. when it comes to toasters, or you know, last week, um, God, was it last week that we were, t- or two weeks ago, when we were talking about desk lamps? You know, right? People still use the angel poise, you know, classic sure lamp. Sure, sure. But Because it's the one, and no one's come up with anything better. People still
1: point to Dieter Rams as this is classic design,
0: including Johnny Ive every time he picks up a pen.
1: (laughs) Um, But Bill, this is the best (laughs) pen we've ever made.
0: It's the best pen I ever stole for Dieter Rams.
2: You
1: you
0: see what I'm saying, right?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the the idea of I mean I agree with you in in the idea of uh, of the sort of relativistic it's all art and it's all equal because it's all art. That's hard for me to sign off on.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay, so here's here's the other one. So this is mm-hmm, that's part mm-hmm. 1 part 2. Uh This is still ag- Hockney talking? Ag- this is actually Hockney a few pages later. Yeah. Uh ultimately that's why auction prices are so high because in the end after you've got a roof, food and warmth, all you can buy is beauty.
1: What do you think hmm. of that? So it's, it's the lesser known Maslow's hierarchy of <laughs> yeah, aesthetic need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, if, if you think about it, once you do, I mean, you can buy a nicer kitchen, still just right. going to make food. You know what I mean? You could, you could have a prettier house or a yeah, fancier yeah, car. Yeah. The, the,
1: the Kenmore range and the Viking range ostensibly do the same thing. Exactly. But you would probably prefer the Viking.
0: Sure. Because it's pretty. And I mean, that has that has actual functional use, but I'd almost put that under the food and warmth section, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm.
0: but beyond that, it's like, well, yeah, I you know, why do I use the you know, why do I have the speakers I have because they look cool and they sound better? It's like I'm buying beauty, but they sound better to you. Yeah, somebody I mean, I, else may go. Wow, these are really kind of tinny other, as hell. Yeah, sure. Yeah, somebody else might prefer other speakers. But but yeah. but, but, they, but what I'm I, buying, I will,
1: I will say this: they sell a lot
0: of Beats headphones. Yeah. They, yes, they do. <laughs> to people who don't really listen to music. Um, but 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 I like this idea that that beyond the basics, all you all you're ever buying is beauty, however you define beauty. But there are degrees of beauty. Sure. Yeah. Well, d- d- in, in relation to how much you can afford in many ways, you know, I, you know, uh, I was watching that Saul Leiter interview that, that, uh, who put it up? Uh, somebody emailed about it. Yeah. 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 I'll find it. Was it, uh, uh Andy? Uh, no. Uh, it was, uh, Andy. Yeah. Andy. Habel. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Andy. Yep. Uh, and you know, and he's, he's, he's just talking about some guy who came up to him and he said, you know, Saul, you know, I, I, I own one of your photographs and I have it up on my wall and I wake up every morning and I look at it and it makes me happy, you know,
1: terrific compliment.
0: Yep, absolutely. But ultimately what he's saying is I bought something beautiful, right?
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah, and, I didn't I didn't buy it for the technical expertise or for your 40 years of know-how, although the technical expertise and the 40 years of know-how is ultimately what came together in that sort of perfect flash of beauty to create that photograph.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I just, I think that that whole idea of all we're ever doing is buying beauty, whether, whether we're buying... It's an interesting viewpoint. Yeah. I mean, even, even from the point of view of, you know, me buying some new, better camera that does whatever, why do I want that? Well... I could talk about it as, oh, I want it because I want all those pictures and I want sharpness. I want blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, We've all been I,
1: asking why you want that.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, but ultimately what it comes down to is I want my pictures to be my definition of more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Right. I want this as a tool to make more beauty. And you you may figure out six months, three months,
1: a year down the road that this doesn't quite get you there. Mm-hmm. But you had to make this iterative step yeah, sure. to knock this, sort of knock this off the list.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Although yeah. I'm very happy with my camera. Um, so there it is, I don't know, I just I liked the idea that uh he also goes in and he kind of trashes a, Norman put a link Rockwell. To the,
1: put a link to the book in the notes, would you please. I, I,
0: I can certainly do that. Uh yeah. he trashes Norman Rockwell. Why? He, sa- <clears throat> he said, uh let's see. Uh he's talking about the uh uh Arnold Feeney portrait the Van Eck portrait of the the wedding portrait of the mm-hmm. man and woman. Mm-hmm. And he says there are millions and millions of pictures of couples in a room, but most of them are completely forgettable and consequently they disappear. Hopper's pictures are not like that at all. I see some of them now in my head. Early Sunday morning, Nighthawks. Edward Hopper and Norman Rockwell are both American painters and contemporaries who depicted quite similar subjects, everyday life in the United States. However... It is true to say that Hopper's pictures stay in the mind more powerfully than Norman Rockwell's. Rockwell's were done for reproduction in the Saturday Evening Post, so they're painted in quite a dull way. It's not Vermeer, but Rockwell is a very good illustrator, so so good that his pictures won't go away. At one time, he wouldn't have been seen as, as a part of serious discussion about 20th century art, but actually there's some avow there. It has to be acknowledged, but it's members of the public, not art historians, who have kept looking at his work. His pictures are loved by enough people for them not to be forgotten. But there's something else in Hopper, though. And I really well, like that's, see, that. I, that <sighs> that's a little that's a little uh, pretentious to me. Yes, that's
1: a little sort of blue blood coast centered, you know, right, look down on middle America view. And I think right. that's kind of shitty.
0: And on, and on and on the next page, he has Nighthawks and the Runaway. You know, the, like the little kid with the cop at the at the diner mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, of those two, I like Hopper, but I'm much more drawn to the Rockwell. Maybe that's that just shows my proclivities. You know,
1: well, there the, the, there are there are many people for whom Hopper doesn't do it, and maybe it's because there's not enough detail. Maybe it's too ambiguous. You know, yeah, yeah. Rockwell has. For many people, Rockwell is the embodiment of the America. American ideal.
0: Yeah, in in you a know, very it, strong way.
1: Yeah, in the same way that, that for many, uh, you young kids aren't going to know this, but uh, the, for many, the Courier and Ives represented Christmas for years and years and years and years. Yep. Yep. Rockwell being associated with Americana and and an idyllic time in American history. I think that's just as powerful for more people than maybe you know uh, 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 he's giving credit to than Hopper.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the Rockwell fantasy, which is what it is, really. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Is is what a lot of the people who think that we can make American great again are trying to go back to. You know what I mean. It's like it's that powerful of a force that those images have instilled some sense of oh there was a better time and this was it and that's what I want soda fountains and policemen being respected absolutely yeah Yeah, it doesn't it 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 wasn't a better time then either he was drawing a fantasy even at the time Mm -hmm. right Uh, I look I I spent not this last weekend but the weekend prior up in Vermont and you know there is a town up in Vermont where a lot of the people in Rockwell's pictures were people from that town, you know, because he, mm-hmm, would, he mm-hmm. would go and paint the locals. And I know people who are the grandchildren of those locals and stuff. And it's like, these people were not the people Rockwell made them out to be. They were just people in the town, right? That Rockwell chose to use as stand-ins in the same way that, you know, Caravaggio used that same kid for Bacchus and 12 other people in, sure, his, in sure. his paintings. Or in the um, same
1: way that, that Gregory Crudson uses locals in Pittsfield.
0: As characters exactly. in his pictures. Do you think those people are really standing around in their kitchen naked? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> right, right, right.
0: So I yeah, it's 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 this book is really good. Now I'll I'll pull out more stuff as time goes on, but I think they they lead to good conversations if you're if you agree. I don't know. Um anyway, pretty cool. History of pictures, David Hockney and uh Martin Martin Gayford. Uh but um very cool so far, and we haven't even gotten to you know any of the, the later stuff and and imagery in movies. He also compares, you know what he did? He compared, Hockney compared um, the Pinocchio Disney movie where, you know, they're in the whale and then they get out and the whale's trying to eat them again. Right. The way that Disney animators chose to draw the water and the waves looked almost like old Japanese paintings of water. You know the sure, sort of sure. parallel yeah, yeah. lines and all the rest of it, and he shows two frame, like a frame from the movie, and then also uh, uh, one of the Japanese paintings, and you go, "Wow!" Like all this stuff just keeps going around in circles, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I've you know? got a, a a book of Disney Cell animation, and they do a similar comparison.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. That these guys, you know, we we think of it as, oh, they were just these, you know, guys making movies for kids in the 30s or whatever. But it was they so much making, more than no, that. No, no, no. Just as
1: as uh, uh, Chuck Jones was, they were making films. They were making statements. Yeah, they were absolutely. making art. Yep. You know, or or listening to to say, Adams talk about uh, hip hop covers. To them, right. at the time, they were making high art. They were making the same types. Of the, the the ethos behind it was just as pure and and. Uh, Oh God, altruistic is not the right word, but was just as pure as any artist of the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and was, was meant to be taken as important yep. work.
0: Yep. Oh, by the way, uh speaking of hip hop, uh there's a really good four episode documentary called Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh where this guy who's uh MC goes and interviews Cool Herc and all those old guys, um, and it's it's the best that I've seen like this. I really enjoyed. I w- I watched the first two episodes. Uh, I haven't watched the second two, but uh, it's called Hip Hop Evolution. So if you're at all interested in that stuff, it's uh, pretty interesting the way he talks about how that all came along and you know people stealing from each other and just you know the whole thing getting started in the Bronx and spreading el- elsewhere and getting into the Lower Manhattan uh stuff where blondie did the rap song, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and how mm-hmm. that Getting changed into the everything. Club scenes. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's sure. really it's really interesting. And they're actually talking to the original guys and 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 it's good. So go check that out. Um,
1: there is, oh speaking of um oh God, what is it? now I'm gonna forget about her name. There's there's a a a a book that I've had on another wish list about uh graffiti in the in the seventies. Uh, and and the rise of of graffiti culture, um, and it reminded me of uh, of Martha Cooper, one of the the photographers who who kind of uh, documented that rise, um, and she's she's one of the people that are represented in this book.
0: Do you think that the the people who were doing that stuff in the seventies saw it as art or saw it as just? I mean saw it as a movement or did they just see it as, Oh, this is just what we're doing. You see what I'm saying? I haven't talked to enough people about it.
1: Um, I've, I've, I've only had kind of the initial conversation with say about it, but, but from his point of view of being in that, when it started, it was two things. It was art. Yes. But it was also a way out. It was a, it, it was a, it was, it was it was creating cred and creating sort of your voice within the community, but it was also a way to get out of the community. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 the whole idea of naming things or noticing things or labeling things after they've occurred sort of in hindsight, mm-hmm. It, it, in some ways it feels like that's the only way that anything original ever really gets noticed is in hindsight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because if it's close enough to what's going on now to be noticed as such while it's being made, well, then it can't be new enough to be revolutionary.
1: Uh, right. Yeah.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh,
1: here I'm going to include this. Maybe, maybe you haven't. I don't know if you've seen this. This is one of the one of my bookmarks for the research that I've been doing on on some new conversations.
0: Uh, where can I put this?
1: Here. Let me put this down here
0: putting have it down seen, there. Yeah, Let's have you see. seen that? Uh, I do not know that I have. Can I talk about it or
2: uh Yeah, I mean, okay. You know,
0: inside the mind of Martha Cooper, yeah. iconic New York City street photographer and graffiti documentarian. Yeah. I mean, she she's
1: one of the big ones. And see, I you know see maybe a maybe lot- we should use her for photographer of the week.
0: Yeah, we could do that. And uh push, it, you know. It is interesting to me. Okay, the top picture of the two cops on the train. Yep. I see most of that graffiti is just a bunch of kids tagging like that to me isn't art. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and, the, and there was a
1: difference even then between just making your mark and making right. something that, right. you know, is art.
0: Yeah. If In you're quotes. making something that is, yeah, crosses, whatever threshold that is, I'm fine with that stuff. But the kids with a marker pen, just writing their name everywhere that I have a problem with you know Mm -hmm. uh just from uh oh really first of all it's not your property now somebody has to clean that now you know what i mean like it makes everything look trashy like stop that um but uh yeah it's interesting yeah look at her up in uh the south bronx or whatever she is oh she was so young then oh that's funny yeah this is uh very very cool yeah it's good stuff uh all right cool um where do you want to go from here
1: you know you you uh you mentioned something as we were walking around.
0: Uh, as
1: we kind of mentioned at the top of the show, Bill was down in DC and uh we uh we met up for a slice of pizza and, and hung out for a little while and you were talking about I don't even know how we got on it about view cameras and 4x5 cameras.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I think it's because we were talking about the flipped left to right of Oh, of the, that's of right because I had, I had
1: just gotten this camera and was commenting on on how everything was opposite,
0: right? So, if for those of you who don't know, if you have a, a waist level viewfinder on a medium format camera and you're looking down into it, and you move the camera left, the image goes to the right because it's it's right. kind of flipped. Uh, it's just the optical way that it works. And if you're not used to that, it also affects. If you have the, the camera tilted at all, if, you know, yeah, it's, the tilt it's tilted is uphill this way, <laughs> you tilt it the other way, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it takes a minute because it's it's sort of the opposite of what you think you would do. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of if you're playing a video game and you have the vertical thing inverted or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the Which, controls. by the way, inverted. I tried playing, God, what's the game? There's a PlayStation 4 game where you just run around and you blow things up and you have a parasail <laughs> And, uh, how just, cause. Uh, just
1: cause three.
0: Is there three or, or is there a four?
1: Uh, no, there's two, uh, three, just three. Yeah.
0: Okay. So anyway, I played just cause three. I played the latest one of those. Yeah.
1: Rico is your character's name.
0: Yeah. And I had a yeah. hell of a time controlling it because I think when I used to, the last time I played a game like this would be halo, right? I think I used it the opposite way that, that, uh, the guy had it set up. So I'm like going up and down. That's exactly what it's like. It's like, wait, no, I meant to go Oh, in reverse. Anyway, long story short is that it takes a while to sort of get your sea legs under you for you to remember how you're supposed to move or or your muscle memory of how you're supposed to move in order to get the effect you want in the viewfinder. And I mentioned that for a lot of people uh, in view cameras, uh, a four by five, the image is upside down when you're looking at it. And for a lot of people, they, they prefer that because it allows them to look at composition without sort of, uh, identifying the stuff that's in the image. Right. So it just Mm -hmm. becomes shapes and, and angles. You're Uh, looking
1: at positive and negative space rather than, Oh, this is a tree and that's a person. And that's exactly. yeah, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that on my Pentax, there's an option in the menus to actually flip the screen 180 degrees, uh, Argue, but I don't know if it's for that reason or if you were going to hang the camera upside down or something. I don't I don't know why you would do it, but there was an option in there and that some people use it with live view in order to basically shoot this way. And mm-hmm. uh, you thought that was an interesting idea. Yeah, well, yeah, because you, you were talking about it in,
1: in terms of like a lot of landscape photographers will do that in an effort to just look at shape and visual tension and composition rather than sort of recognizable objects in the scene, which I thought was kind of fascinating where you just kind of reduce it down to, you know, line and form. Um, And we would, we would do exercises like that in, in college where you would, you would draw upside down, you know, the assignment was to draw whatever you're drawing, but draw it upside down to sort of, coerce your brain into into processing just shape and line and form rather than. Oh, is that what that's about Mm -hmm. okay well it was then
0: yeah so that's exactly the same thing Uh, i remember the first time that i ever really thought about it that way was in the genius of photography episode the second episode which i'll put a link in the show notes Mm -hmm. because i found a version on youtube where uh, is it
1: better than the one that we watched before because the one that we watched it was a little uh, dodgy
0: yeah this one is i don't know we'll see uh, yeah. but they would
1: release that on DVD.
0: Yeah, they really should. Uh, is Joel Meyerowitz talking about the Ache photo with the pipe in the middle? There was a white, uh, rain gutter or something on a building. Hmm. And, and in, 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 discussing this image, Meyerowitz said, you know what I always do with Ache is I turn the book upside down. I turn the image upside down and I look at it that way to try to figure out what it is that he saw in the image. Hmm. Right, you see, and he said, and he's just like, and you notice when you do that that this thing is straight down the middle, like a sort of slice right down the middle of the image. is this white and whatever and and you really don't notice it when it's the other way around, right? You need to sort of break the conventions that hmm. your mind has has come up with have you got a have you got a link for this? Uh, I have a link to the whole episode, but not to the particular scene. I mean, I guess I can look for it if you really want to but uh but yeah. So it's uh, I I just I find that kind of stuff fascinating, uh, the idea that 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 there are ways to do things, tricks maybe that that we come up with that that makes sense, you know. Uh, I don't know. You you like that idea? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's you know any anything
1: that that expands your vision or or expands your ability to see, right, uh, right, right, is is a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is at about twenty 28- eight. Minutes into this thing, I think. Just,
1: I was looking for the photograph, and I didn't see the photograph.
0: Yeah, uh the the image that he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's it's uh yeah twenty eight minutes twenty eight seconds is the image. Okay. Um. Uh. And it's it's the kind of thing uh, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can go find this thing. Um. But uh, yeah, it's I, and I've never really thought about it that way because I'm so used to looking through a straight viewfinder 90% of the time, you know,
2: mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm.
0: that I've never kind of wired myself to shoot that way. But I think that is a much more landscape-based thing. That You know, that would be an interesting question for you to ask uh, Gregory Crutzen if you talk to him again. If If the change from large format film to digital because of the compositional stuff of the camera sure, sure, has, sure. has changed the way he sees things or if, because he's got a camera operator and stuff, he just leaves that to them and he's seeing what he sees in front of him. Uh, in which case that might be a moot point. Uh, but I wonder if that affected him at all over the years. Um, anyway, yeah, I just, I thought it was a kind of a cool thing and now it makes me want to, uh, put the setting on on my camera and play with it. Maybe I'll do that today. Hmm. We are about, uh, I don't know, 48 minutes in or something. Where do you want to go? Uh Oh, gosh, hey. I, I went what, to the National no, Gallery what? after I left you. Uh Oh, the, the new wing. Yeah, the new wing. Yeah, the new East Wing. Yep. And uh if you're in DC, go. And uh cuz it's pretty cool, went up to the top, went through all the paintings, and then went through the photography thing they have there, which I think you talked about before, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did, cuz I think I think it is the weak link of that of that wing. Frankly. See, with a few uh, exceptions, there are a few really terrific pieces in there, but it's it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like they went opposite of what Apple did with thin. They just went, we want
0: big. Well, we want okay. really big. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and that's where I was kind of going with it. So they they had, you know, your your uh, uh, Gersky pictures and your vic muniz pictures and all this kind of stuff and i'm looking at them and these are the same images that were well not to go back to it again but that genius of photography in the last episode they talk about sort of where photography is now and that shows from what 10 years ago or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're showing one of the gursky pictures that's up on the wall there which is of the racetracks in dubai or whatever it is you know the right. the from the air and um and I'm looking at it, and it's this big that's a big ass print that print is maybe four by eight feet
1: yeah it's uh, they're they're big
0: they're it's a big print and it's very impactful and it's very i like that aesthetic, but I wonder if that isn't the 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 step a step back from where the world is now right is that is that last year's model is my question like the idea of big well I, again it 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 felt to me
1: like RSR the start printing things three by three inches? Big.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha.
1: It felt to me like like the 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 picture editor there or the the curator just went, okay, we've got we've got these giant spaces to fill up. I need twelve pictures. What do you got? Yeah. And I don't think all of them work as large as they are. Particularly the portraits. I don't think they work that big.
0: Yeah, most of those weren't that good, and even like. You know, Cindy Sherman's one of those people too that I I like the uh, what what are they what was it uh, what was the whole series called the 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 movie stills or whatever it is
1: oh right 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 where Film she kind stills. of put herself yeah 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 yeah
0: right like that first set I thought was really interesting and in something the later stuff I it just goes goes right by me I don't get it um uh and and and. And like the Vic Muna stuff, like I like it big because then you can go up close and see what he was actually building it out of. And that's interesting. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that I was just like, okay, this is a pretty ordinary picture, but it's cool because it's big. In the sense that like, oh, that's neat and impressive because it's large. Sometimes I wonder, and I I like large prints and I want to do more large printing, but I wonder how much of it is if if large printing is often often a crutch.
1: Well, it's, you know, it's back from our design days. It's, can you make the logo bigger?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know,
1: that's what it felt like to me was, yeah. can you make the, pre- yeah, it looks great at four by six, but what if we go six by eight? If it's great at four by six, it's going to be greater at six by eight, right? Right, yeah. What, Not what necessarily. Is
0: the, what is the, uh uh uh? if you can't, oh God, my friend Neil Borrower once told me what his design professor told him in college. If you can't make it bigger, big make it red if it was it was some sort of like basically some list like try doing this if you can't do that do this if you can't do that do this and it was sort of it was it was satire on the design process but mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. it was ultimately just make it bigger and that'll make it better you know right and which <laughs> and I, like,
1: well, I you know i don't believe that i think some pictures you know look better as smaller pictures i think you know you 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 look at Gosh, I don't know. You look at an Eggleston picture. I like that it's 11 by 14. I don't think yeah. it would work at 6 by 8.
0: But would it know? work at 3 by 4? Maybe. You know, yeah, I think that there is, but but I do also think that there's something lost in looking at pictures on Instagram at 2.5 by two and a half inches. No, absolutely. But, you know, you brought up the
1: Vic Muniz picture. I love Vic's work. And seeing yeah. that kind of detail, seeing what's in it, and, and being able to effectively sort of chuck close the thing where you, you're up close pixel for pixel, but then you back off and see what it really is. I love that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But some of those pictures, particularly the architectural pictures for me, didn't really hold up. They weren't interesting to me at all.
0: Yeah, the architectural ones did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that one. Yeah. And, you know, it's, uh, by the way, uh, the new Second Avenue subway is opening up in a few weeks in New York City, or at least a few uh, stations of it. And the first three stations each have a sort of resident artist that d- that did all the, the work in them. I saw uh, that. And
1: Close is one of them, isn't he? One
0: was Chuck Close, one yeah. was Vic Munez, and one was some woman I hadn't heard of that I'll have to look up. Neat. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of neat that they've And are chosen. they
1: original pieces for the station, or are they I think just- they might be. Oh, wow. Neat.
0: Yeah. Or I i mean, I think one of them, I saw a Chuck Close one, I think was like a crazy mosaic out a tile, you know, on the wall that, that he had. That he had. Wow. Yeah. So just kind of cool that you're actually bringing real artists into these places and not just, you know, letting some uh, superficial uh, urban designer, you know, do these things. You well, know? Uh, like, let's make is, a statement. Okay.
1: There is something to be said, and, and you and I talked about this as well, uh, of, of, putting beautiful art or impactful art or compelling art or just art yep in public places places that you don't have to go to see the art but you pass right. the art every day and one of the examples that that you and I were talking about was when we were getting on the metro you've got this old DC metro uh card oh yeah that's that's got a monet picture on it whereas the new pictures the new metro cards are these sort of generic crap clip art of I don't even know what. And it's like, yeah. here you've got this city that is, uh, you know, arguably some of the best museums in the world. Yeah, Why not yeah. put some of that on an object that its citizens use every single day?
0: Yeah. And, and the design of the actual, the card you have is just awful. It's crap. There's just nothing to it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm tempted to to create a line of, of, of MetroCard skins just <laughs> to get rid of that ugly yeah. picture.
0: I never even take mine out of the wallet because it reads it right through the wallet. Yeah, um, yeah yeah my it's a van gogh from uh from the phillips collection that's right mine, that's right uh with the the trees, which i really like but uh, i just rep- thought you know uh,
1: would we uh, is is there is there a a measurable difference in in our um demeanor or the way we treat one another or our mood if we get to look at something beautiful just because we don't have oh. to go there?
0: Or, or, there. or is the beauty, does it diminish it by having it so common that it just becomes background? I mean that, that would, that could be a, that's the a, other uh,
1: side of the coin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you there, guys
1: think? Podcasted on taking pictures. Chime in.
0: There's a really cool, uh, on the AC line in, in Manhattan. There is uh on the 14th street stop, uh, there is a. Uh, Street A, C, M, T, A, Art. Um, there is a bunch of uh, permanent art ex- uh, things everywhere. And there are these crazy, and I'll put a link in the show notes here. Uh, I'm just going to stick it down here so you can see it, Jeffrey. And I'm also going to make it a thing. Got it. Uh, this uh, by Tom Otternus. Otternus. There are these crazy oh, these little.
1: Are cute. What are they? Little bronze,
0: little bronze sculptures? sculptures. One like sitting on the bench, and then you'll see there's one of a uh, of a uh, of, uh, uh, alligator coming out and actually eating one of them, <laughs> coming out of nice.
1: uh, a <laughs> oh, coming out of a mantle cover. That's yeah, right.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Save and, me. Yeah, and they're 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 there. And then there's another one down on the uh, a line uh, at uh, down at uh, uh, the World Trade Center. There are these crazy a what are they it's it's the chamber street here one um there are these crazy eyes all on the wall, which are hmm. really, really weird, like these mosaic eyeballs everywhere and I mean this stuff is cool and 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 it's there, and I remember it every time you go buy it, but then there's one at thirty fourth street on the f uh train where there are these large sort of mobile spinny things that kind of look like giant fans uh that i think are supposed to move in relation to the air coming through the the thing when the trains come in and out oh uh but but no one's oiled them in like 40 years so they just kind of sit there still and it's like Hmm. oh that's kind of sad too you know right i remember one time i was on i think it's the r train the n or the r going or the b or the d anyway in brooklyn there is a place jeffrey you're gonna love this where it goes express past another station and I think there's stuff on the walls of the station, but when you go through the station through a middle express track, there's these sort of breaks in the wall, these sort of archways in the wall that you can see through to the station as you go through. And when hmm. you go through at a certain speed, it's an animation.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. However, like an analog animated GIF type thing. Exactly.
0: It's like a flipbook.
1: That's kind funny. Of thing. That's yeah, funny.
0: And so there are there are those kinds of things that are really cool. The problem is, is that I've only ever seen it twice because every other time I've been on the train, it goes two miles an hour through that station because they're doing construction or they're mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. doing some problem mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So it's like this stuff is there, and I wonder sometimes how many people are seeing it, and how many people are just walking by it, and even if it is only ten percent, is that enough? Mm-hmm. You know, for 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 it to be a worthwhile uh, public art space, you right? Know? Right. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I yeah, podcast on taking pictures dot com. I'd like to see what people think. Yeah. But I but I like the idea, you know. Uh but the, then there was the uh the whole thing at Fourteenth Street recently after the election where people were putting up the post it notes. You oh, see right. this whole thing? Right, 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 right. And thousands of these uh uh post it notes were put up on the wall of the Union Square uh station and and they ended up I mean That is, you could argue that that is, what is that? That is true public art, right? In the sense that the public created that art and we're making a political statement in doing it, right?
1: Sure. I could see that,
0: you know, but instead of stay, just like sticking a piece of plexiglass over the whole thing and leaving it there, they took it down and they're putting it at uh, the New York historical society, which is fine. It's better than throwing it out. But there's this interesting thing where it's like, wow, that'd be really cool if they just said, you know what, we're just going to stick plexi and bolt it up against the wall, yeah, yeah, and keep this forever.
1: Yeah, that we're just would gonna, be... you know seal this in lexan or lucite or whatever. Exactly, and th- yeah, that yeah, yeah. then
0: it becomes a piece of the city that the citizens themselves created that wasn't chosen by a committee. That well, wasn't... and it's, and it's location
1: specific too, which gives it power. This yes. was done on site here. This is where the statement was made here.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's like all of the uh the, you know the post nine eleven where's my husband's posters right mm-hmm. which which were all which are you know obviously you can't leave those up forever and they now have them in the museum and you know it's a thing but th- but even more so than that this is public commenting on reality not just you know, an an event that happened. You know? Right. I don't know. I, I think that that's uh it would be interesting to see what would come out of it. And if the, the, the messy, uh, chaotic nature of truly public art, that is art made by the public without the input of the powers that be. And maybe that's where that, maybe that's where your graffiti stuff goes mm-hmm. at least initially. Well, I certainly Um,
1: think there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a discussion to be had around that. Sure.
0: Yeah. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's where that heads. And so that's, I don't know. That's interesting to me too. Um, wow. That's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. You you need some coffee or something?
1: I'm I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to need some coffee after that one. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe a Xanax or something.
0: Oh, Xanax.
1: (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: Uh, Don't take any Xanax. That stuff. Actually, that stuff is pretty amazing.
1: I've never, never would I take any controlled substance, Bill. You
0: know that. Oh, I know that. Let me tell you something, though. (laughs) I, who have never even been drunk, have taken Xanax three times before uh, for anxiety before dental surgeries that I had to have done. Right. And holy crap, that stuff works. It's amazing. I, I, sure. You could see how that would be a very dangerous thing in the sense that it didn't make me feel high. It just made me go, oh, yeah, I'm fine with the fact that somebody's going to be drilling my teeth tomorrow. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> hey, do what's got to be done. You don't, know? Give them,
1: don't give them any ideas, Bill. Oh, God, I hate drilling <laughs> teeth.
0: Uh, all right. What do you want to talk about? What else we got? Uh, You want to move to the group? Yeah, we can do that. You want to go there? Yeah, why not? We're at about an hour. Yeah, so it's a little shorter. Okay, let's do a short episode today. It's the date it's a week before Christmas, man. We should be out shopping anyway.
1: Click, click, click. Look at me yeah. I'm shopping. Click. <laughs> hey, you click, know a, a friend of mine, my friend
0: Alex Gibson from college. Yeah. Put up put up a thing that um his wife hates shopping, so she orders everything online so they have a lot of deliveries done. Mm -hmm. So she put up a note on her front door. She said to UPS, USPS, FedEx delivery drivers, like just want to let you know, I hate shopping, which is why I order all this stuff. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to deliver. And I know it's long days for you guys. So take a snack and a drink. And she has a cooler outside the front door. Nice. With drinks and like a whole like basket full of potato chips and stuff. Nice. They could take a little bag. Of, I'm like, you know what? That's a really cool that's, idea.
1: That is pretty cool.
0: I was, I thought, you know, that that is something I would not have thought of. That is uh, pretty neat. So I, I, I don't know if that's a thing that people do that I'd never noticed before. That's but pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Like we, uh, here you go have a snack.
1: We got a, a a doorbell rang last night, and it was it was one of our neighbors from from two doors up. And they were uh, bringing uh, gift bags to the neighborhood, and uh, like a, a cookies, a rose- cookies? A, no, a big jar of of what looks like terrific trail mix, and like a like a gallon mason jar. I mean, this thing is oh my giant, God. and uh, and a rosemary plant. Ah, yeah, just as a as a kind of Merry Christmas to the neighborhood. And I thought, what a terrific little neighborhood we have here.
0: I, you know, yeah. I uh I I killed a rosemary plant I got last year for uh for a On gift. On purpose? No, we just it just it just was died it jealous of know. the time? I don't <laughs> nice. Uh <laughs> but um uh I, I had a problem with uh I, I watered it, I did I don't know what I did wrong. But then we got uh this last summer we got Thai basil uh little ones and i we've repotted those and those are doing okay. So huh. I don't know I don't know what I was doing wrong before. I've had Thai is, before. The problem is getting uh, the problem is getting uh, getting enough light in the winter time in an apartment, you know, because you, you have it on one side and that oh, side right. only gets light for two hours. You two know, hours a day. The yeah. time. You got
1: to get one of those grow lights.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the cops are. <laughs> Open up! We know what you got going on in there. They like they smash they It's smash rosemary. In my door. I swear it's rosemary. <laughs> I got three pots of Thai basil. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. like you want me to make you some pasta officer yeah yeah right um. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> oh it's goods times. Good times goods times uh, goods times let's uh let's go let's go oh, wait to the, hold the, on the let's videotape. let's let's see what do we got let, let me
1: just, audible is there something in the crit wall we can we can jump in here on real quick
0: let's do the uh, let's do the crit wall uh how about Which uh, one do you want to talk about
1: how about Josh Josh Eikenberry, those portraits right. that he's got in because
0: Josh sent us a nice email that he wanted to discuss this stuff, yeah. which I thought we could either discuss here, or I guess we could use it a little bit here. Uh, okay, so Josh, uh, who I think was my uh, 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 gift person I sent books to... Um, He says, can I get some critique help? As you may have seen in personal project section, I'm embarking on a 52 portrait project. The idea casually and shamelessly lifted from Wadman's 365 project, which I stole from everybody else's. Uh, I did a 52 project too. That was fun. Uh, The idea is basically to force me to shoot every week rather than go weeks between shooting, which I've been doing for the past few years. I've got lots of volunteers. People seem to love the photos I posted so far. question is, what can I do to make these better I'm not an expert at, at all at studio portrait lighting. More of a drunk beginner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is that kind of like uh, the the like the uh, the drunk monk? You know, like isn't there a, a, a kung fu thing? A drunk, drunken master. Drunken master. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, I
1: think drunk monk could be equally as compelling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> drunk monk.
1: Javier, the drunk monk. And it, <laughs> this it's, week, it,
0: it's like a European monk, like with the right, head shaved right. in the middle and stuff. <laughs> He's just completely drunk, just falling into people and knocking them over. <laughs> He's got a big bless, of you, mead a- bless you, my
1: son. Bless you.
0: <laughs> He's got a cup of mead. Uh, wooden cup. Uh, but I'm hoping I can use this project to get better at lighting in general. Any tips would be appreciated. Please rip them apart if you feel necessary. Uh, uh, right, let's let's go down, down smattering the list. What I post in the personal projects, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We're going to go through his, his pictures? Sure. Let's go through. All right. Guy outside making Guy a cloak motion. Shirt.
1: You, did you Photoshop out the crystal ball? There should be a ball there. <laughs> or should you should a, put one in. You should,
0: yeah. <laughs> you should really uh, just go all out with this one. Um,
1: uh, I think there's too much contrast in this, to be honest with you. And I like punchy images, but we've lost some detail under his eyes.
0: And uh, I don't know. Uh, hmm. I mean, it comes. To, I think this one comes down to... It, it feels a little harsh, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say compositionally, I mean, you got the guy, you know, centered making a gesture. Um, I don't know. Maybe this guy is a magician of some kind. Yeah, I'm not sure about does? the gesture. Yeah, it feels it feels a little. I mean, look, the the, the background, the wall is going to get blown out just because it's a it must be sunset lighting mm-hmm. hitting the hitting the concrete behind him. Um, you could
1: do ND filter and, and do a little fill flash.
0: There's also a little, there's a little bit of like a magenta cast on him
1: that's mm-hmm, that,
0: mm-hmm. that that's a little distracting. Yeah, particularly
1: uh, the little smile lines, which is common. Yeah, but you it can happens. use uh, um, you can use either the the color balance to get rid of it, or yeah. you can use the the eyedropper and just sample that particular area and pull that down a little bit.
0: To me, it's the purple shirt though that's getting me. But that's 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 a that's an yeah. aesthetic uh, decision. Uh, next one, uh, guy inside hard lit from the left. I kind of dig this on right. one a lot. Actually. You dig this one a lot. Okay. Yeah. What do you dig I about? like
1: it. Uh, I just, you know, it, it reminds me a, a little bit of like the Phil Collins, no jacket required cover, you know, or something like that.
0: <laughs> what did you think about the Phil Collins where he recreated the covers? Loved it. we talk it. about that?
1: Loved it. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit. I thought it was true. That was cute. Um, god! if, if I have a, 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 a distraction, I don't like the little, the little, Back of the chair coming up over our oh, left, yeah. his yep, right yep. shoulder. That's a yep. little distracting for me. It's on the
0: other side too, a scooch. But yeah, yep, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little over sharpened, him... maybe. You think? Yeah, a little bit. That's saying I mean, something coming from I, you. Ah, butum psh! I keyed, I, I, I keyed. Lighting wise, I would have, I would have risen the the key light a little bit. It's like coming down from a little bit from below. I would rather have it. Is it a window?
1: What's going on in there? Could be I'm a window catchlight.
0: I think it's. I think it's a a uh, medium to large softbox that he has over there, acting as a window. Can you I no no would longer add... zoom on G plus? Mm. You could also, Josh. Uh, you can uh, like feather that light a little bit. So aim it a little more towards you and not quite towards him, and it'll soften the light because you'll get it a little bit uh, on an angle, which could be a, a little softer. Uh, I like on this one. I like the straightforward.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> sort of expression as well. I
0: the, the light uh, the rim light on the other side is a uh, more elegantly lit is is a, is a better light than the key light uh in usage as it were. Uh next one, girl in library arms crossed. I'm not sure about
1: the pose but I like the situation. I like the yeah. environment.
0: You know, you have an environment like this, you could do a lot more with it. I mean, you could go through the stacks. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh You kind of rotate
1: 90 degrees.
0: Yeah, exactly. You go around the other side and kind of shoot through. I mean, that's kind of where I would probably try to go with this or, or have her, I don't know, laying down and shooting. So she's down in like a trench of books. You know what I mean? Like shoot from up top with a wide angle lens. uh, So you're getting like books all along the sides and hurt the bottom, something like that. It's like, this is, this is to me, this is the, the, the safety shot I would take just in case none of the other more fun things worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Although I do um, I
1: do like the leading lines kind of leading us to her face. Yep.
0: And and the it's actually the uh the lighting is actually pretty nice considering it looks like it's just the available light uh in this place. Uh so kudos on that. No, nice, no reflections in her eyes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe
1: a, a white reflector yeah. kind of in front of yeah, her. Yeah, you can fill, fill a little bit. Fill in the her maybe. eyes a little bit.
0: And then uh, can you can you please add a tattoo? This is hate on her left bicep so we can. Uh, nice. <laughs> all right, next one. Uh, girl being cute, almost looks like she's biting her lip. Similar mm-hmm. lighting to the last one. You know,
1: <laughs> Similar, yeah, not as harsh though.
0: Not as harsh. I but but definitely more almost direct from the softbox or whatever he's got going on in the key where I think mm-hmm. he needs to feather a little bit more or put another layer of diffusion, soften it even more. Mm-hmm. With with women, you know, Jeffrey, there's there's a big argument that goes around and you know the 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 harshness of lights that you can use on men that people generally don't use on women because it's not as flattering. And I can't sometimes I, I I go back and forth in my head over whether that is just a societal norm that we've come up with in order for women sort of a vanity thing. Yeah. Hmm. Or if that's, or if that's uh, an actual real problem, not problem, but issue Mm -hmm. as it were. Uh, I mean, I personally would try doing this one. I know you like the rim light, but you could even bring that light way up closer and around the face where, where it's very soft on her face and you maybe get a little shadow on, on the left side of her head as it were, but the right side of the picture. Uh, and you still have the rim light kind of clean, uh, lighten up that thing. It's a little harsh for me, but, but, but fine. Um, I, I'm curious. I don't think it's as strong as the, the guy. I'm curious
1: but, where the thematically, where this wants to go. Are, are the series like, or this one, uh, the series, because some of them you've got environments, you've got a, a, a hint to, to what this person is about. Um
0: yeah.
1: And is it, thematically are we trying to show uh a little bit of that or if these are all part of the same series the series seems a little disconnected in terms of what it's trying to achieve
0: well i think yeah in his email he kind of discussed that he doesn't you know necessarily have a uh uh, an overarching idea of what he's trying to do other than take nice pictures of people by the Mm -hmm. way the next one of the guy with the guitar is that the next one yep uh, is is the strongest of, this, Agreed. of the lot so far. Agreed. Um, uh, although I still would turn down the key light just a little bit because it's almost blown out on his forehead there. Yeah, um,
1: forehead and right above his eye, you've gone to white.
0: Yeah. And it might even be fun to not have the rim light on that one. You know what I mean? Just have it and let the background go black. Like, let him be... Uh, or or turn the light in such a way that the behind, uh, I'm talking about the picture now, not him, but the mm-hmm. left side of the image background goes darker, where the right side goes lighter, and so the the light side of his face is against dark, and the dark side of his face is against sure. light. You know For what I mean? Sure, Doing sure. that old eh, trick. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, you could. Um, but but I, guess, I guess the question is, do, do you need it to have an overarching message, or just having an overarching aesthetic? Yeah. Right. Um, I I would have,
1: uh, I I would have stepped back maybe a half step so that elbow doesn't
0: clunk up against the corner.
1: Yeah. That that's a little uncomfortable. I don't mind that you lopped off the neck of the the guitar. In fact, I quite like it, Uh, but there's some tension there on that left side of the picture. His, his right elbow that doesn't really work for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next one. Next girl. one. One light uh definitely went for the one light although uh, not sure
1: i like the expression here this this looks like a shot between shots to me
0: yeah and i wonder if she li- finds herself uh, uh uh if she likes the look of that because if that picture seems like the kind of thing that somebody would go i look like i have a double chin and i don't like that you know mm-hmm. um but, but interesting the way the, le- look at the edge on her right shoulder. Like how, how it almost looks like either it's getting cut off because the soft box was there. Right. Right, right, right. Or, or something. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's there's a feather right there that, that looks. Yeah.
0: I almost wanted to either the shadows to go either darker or opened up a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh Again, this gets down to the, what is flattering for a woman versus sure. a man. And that's a conversation. I do like that
1: time. you let the background go dark though.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That Definitely works. some mixing it up. So, you know what? Look, he's experimenting with studio lights. Love if it. If you go back to the original, pic- the first pictures that any of us take with studio lights, they look a lot like this. So, you know, that's 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 the beginning, right? And you look at it and you get better. And then you look at other people's stuff and you go, how'd they do that? And you try to figure it out and you mess with stuff. Uh, but softening those lights or feathering them a little bit will, 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 will go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so there you go, Josh um good one thanks josh let's talk about uh assignments of last week frame within a frame i really like todd schick's one, Oh me? man
1: That's i love everything picture. about that i love the colors <laughs> love the composition love, love the, the car yep love the car just like your first car uh, well you mean the motorhome in the background yeah yeah <laughs> uh uh
0: actually these are great roberts uh one through the through the uh the train yep uh Bruce's picture into Bruce the window. Bull, of, good stuff. Yeah. Wow, these are really, really great. Uh, Benedict's picture. Danny Levy look
1: looking looking down in a uh, in a in a twin lens camera. Looking yep, at. Yep. A, uh, I'm assuming that's your child. If not, that's a little creepy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Benedict's picture. Look at that one. With yeah. The, uh, that's great. Mario, that that's cool.
1: The entrance to Sneaker Boy, a shoe store in Melbourne, makes the perfect frame within a frame. That's neat. Circular, see that one? Mario?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Did we decide is it Mirabile or Mirabile? Write in Mario. Let us I'm know how Mirabile. to pronounce it. Mirabile. It's more fun. Mirabile. Uh,
0: that's yeah, that sneaker store is really cool. Apparently people uh, like frame within a frame. This is a good one. Yeah.
1: Millie, that's nice. Uh
0: yeah. Look at these. Not not Looking bad down at the hallway. All yeah uh peter geyser's uh geyser's uh picture of his pictures in frames that's cute yep nice uh Cheeky. the dog coming out of the uh stump johan yep. uh, uh tim
1: timoteo nice uh, uh gosh yeah there's some good stuff rob oh that's a nice one going into the subway station yep um sharing lights Risque. I like that. yeah <laughs> hashtag sexy <laughs> you have to say it like that too. sharing lights yeah <laughs> <laughs> you don't go falsetto it doesn't count
0: <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh
1: ian logan i like that oh that's a great down, oh, perspective
0: looking down the one yeah the, yeah. yeah
1: terrific uh
0: i always like the idea of the the text on roads being stretched out Yeah. you know and you seeing it a perspective that's kind of neat Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So that's good. So what? What do yeah, you want a lot to do for of next stuff.
1: week? Uh. Wow. That's a, Millie. That's, right. that's a giant like stalagmite of a of an icicle there. Wait. Are the stalagmites <clears throat> coming down or stalactites go down?
2: Uh,
0: Which is it? Stalag, stalactites stalactite, stalagmites. The G is for the ground. So stalagmites are from the ground. Stalactites, I think, are coming from the from the right. ceiling. Right on. Because science. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <clears throat> oh, Barry's picture, of the girl in the frame of the frame of the thing is good. All right. Anyway, wait, sorry. Which there's one? a lot wait, more. Wait. There's even more further down.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 The girl in the, in like the, looks like a register or a, or a greeting yeah. podium of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff.
0: All right. Uh, what do you think? All right. This, this, this time
1: of year, uh, pe- people, people do it differently. People feel a little different. We, you know, we're, uh, they, we're trying. to do what differently? you know, like celebrate or not celebrate. Okay. Trying to figure out family and, and, uh, you know, the weather's changing and, and, you know, so sometimes you feel like you're, you're a little disconnected. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So,
1: sometimes you don't, don't. uh, historically, this has always been a very difficult time of year for me, especially since 2009. But, uh, so isolation is going to be the, uh, the assignment isolation
0: that's a that doesn't have to
1: be a depressing isolation it could be you know
0: you could isolate the subject in the frame
1: sure or you know for freddie it's just going to be a you know a a, a a beer top
0: yeah or or a or a uh a, a, a chain link fence between him and his beer <laughs> that's right <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs>
2: So isolation
1: um, hashtag isolation that's the one for uh, for this week good. and uh, uh, hey should we I'm just throwing this out there you don't have to agree to it but should we should we do a photographer of the year
0: oh boom boom wait chosen from our ones chosen yeah weeks? either
1: that or or uh, you know just somebody who who has either changed their game or the entire game or contributed or somehow. Uh,
0: you know, well, let's think about that. That might let's work. think
1: about that. Photographer of the year, maybe next year or next next week. Heavy, our, our big year end show, our, our our big look back
0: to look forward show. Yeah, post Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Photographer of the week. Uh, what do you got?
1: Uh, I don't even know how I came across this woman. Her name is Lori Verba, L O R I V R B A. And if you go to her website, the first thing you see is Ms. Verba reclining in a bird nest of her own construction that's in her backyard. And I thought, yep, that's the one that's pretty cool. Uh, but if you look through her work, uh, her work in, in some ways reminds me of another photographer who I really liked him, Alex Timmermans, who's a wet plate photographer, big Dutch wet plate photographer, uh, super sweetheart to talk to. Um, but it's very kind of dreamy, slightly uh, sepia slash selenium toned work. Um, plays yeah, a lot I'll, with focus.
0: Very very from, monochromatic, right? She's does she only do black and white. I uh, seen any color
1: yet, I, as far as I have found, yeah. Okay, um, but she does she does not only photography, but uh, uh, collage and assemblage. So actual physical objects that that integrate not only found objects, but also her own photography. If you look on the assemblages page, there's one in particular that I love. It's the third one over on the right. Uh, the girl with like the big head and the trees. I love that piece. Um, but just seems like a really interesting person. The field studies looking at shapes of wings and leaves and... and yeah, She and, likes to
0: play with focus and lenses and stuff. Yeah. Uh,
1: some of her stuff reminds me of Edward Weston. Um, or or even Maplethorpe's studies of, of flowers and and uh, uh, you know in the leaves here that she's got going there uh, looks like some photograms. Uh,
0: she likes building things too for these. these
1: yeah, things. yeah, and I, I I I am more and more gaining an appreciation for for sort of building props and uh, if you if you look on uh, the assemblage page. Third row center picture. Look at the dress form that she did with a skirt of her photographs as the light source. So it's it's a floor. That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like maybe even the work was printed on fabric. Yeah, it could have been. So just interesting stuff. Something a little different. Yeah. Totally Um, different. Let's see if we look at about, uh, Lori Verba writes, I was raised in a small backwoods, Southeast Texas town. I did not grow up with an exposure to art. I did not have an uncle with a darkroom. I didn't really hold a camera until I was a grown woman. I am a self-taught artist committed to film and the traditional wet darkroom. I work intuitively in every creative element of my medium with an acute awareness of what and who has come before me. My life experiences have brought me to this place where I find myself overwhelmed with the drive to make photographs about who I am, what moves me, what I feel inside, what I believe to be sacred and enduring. I make pictures to challenge, calm, excite, and satisfy my mind and heart. I share my work in hopes of leaving some permanent telling mark on the world that I was here. Man, do I need to talk to this woman.
0: This woman is right up your alley.
1: I think we would talk for a day and a half.
0: Day and a half? You'd (laughs) have to wear a diaper and be fed with IV fluids. And? Yeah, she's right up your alley.
1: Yeah. So, uh interesting stuff. If you uh if you look, she does retreats. Uh they're called Pig's Fly retreats. Uh the blog has not been updated in a while, so not uh not a lot there. Um but really interesting stuff and she talks a little bit about the building of this of this nest in her backyard, which is looks to be
0: what would you say that is? Eight,
1: nine, ten feet around? Yeah, at least. It has to be
0: big enough for her to sit in it like that. Uh I would say yeah, twelve. Ten or twelve feet, feet in, yeah, in yeah, circumference, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh so some really interesting stuff. And uh uh you, you might find this interesting if you like people like the aforementioned Alex Timmermans or or Kirsty Mitchell is another terrific one who does this kind of stuff, or um Oh gosh. Oh, what's her name? that does uh the composites
0: uh, uh the russian one uh,
1: well there's miss miss anyella that's another one right, right 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 um but the one that she does she's on creative live a lot oh my gosh i'm totally blanking on your name and i'm so sorry anyway interesting stuff lori verba take a look now. nice
0: very good um got anything else
1: i you have anything else
0: i'm done I think i'm done for the day you're done for the day you're gonna go (laughs) lay down take a nap i'm gonna yeah after i um uh uh, after i go ship my camera and my lens to to people in other states i've got to load another roll of film
1: how about that
2: ah film oh hey
1: oh speaking of film speaking of film uh thank you to uh uh jason lee uh, uh actor Jason Lee from sure. from my name is Earl who is a, a, a terrific photographer right uh, turning uh not just me but his via his his Instagram feed there is a place called DR5 film okay DR5 and it's just uh DR5.com the, oh, I the know number lab. Yeah, yeah sure so what they do is they do chrome they've they've done this chrome process for black and white Film, okay.
0: Oh, I see. So it makes uh black and white transparencies. Black it's and white transparencies <clears throat> oh, it's from Scala. There you go.
1: Very yeah. similar. Yeah. So you can use FP4, you can use uh, HP5, you can use Tri-X, you can use almost any black and white film, and they can make transparencies from your film, which I think is super. That is super pretty cool. cool.
0: I will tell you that uh Scala was very very special film. I wonder if it's as good. Uh or or has the you know the right film. Mm-hmm. Uh fourteen fifty per roll. It's expensive. But I guess uh, you know, if you're just doing it every once in a while.
1: I think it's pretty neat. That is uh, pretty neat. And it's uh that's even for for uh thirty five or one twenty. So once I get the hang of, of one twenty again, I think I want to do some some two and a quarter transparencies. I think that would be
2: super cool.
0: Uh yeah. Yeah, uh, I, when it comes to medium format, I always preferred uh, transparencies to negatives. Even though you don't get as much dynamic range and stuff, you get so much more, it's so much easier to scan and you know to know and get color right and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, big big props. So I'll put a link in the show notes to DR5. Yeah, DR5. In fact, I, I, have, I have a role of Scala that I keep meaning to get processed and they're the only place that will still do it. Even though they do it, slightly different way i think they they basically do a black and white process without the final uh um wash or something like that there's it's there's a way that they do it that is why it doesn't invert it at the end which i can never remember how they do it but i remember reading a, basically the scala process was a black and white process minus some final thing that actually inverts it mm-hmm. you know like they don't wash away the extra silver or whatever it is um so yeah very very good uh, podcast at com. leave us a voicemail 347-687-9411 uh, or you can uh, find us at Bill Wadman at Jeffrey Sidoris at uh, on Twitters and Instagrams and what have you right all uh, those got things anything? got anything else um, but not Snapchat is Snapchat, Snapchat still a thing oh god yeah Snapchat's is it really? huge
1: is it huge yeah. it's
0: bigger what's than what's the Twitter. one that was
1: just uh, what was the one that was just discon- Vine was the one discontinued
0: Vine that, so you gotta keep jumping from one to the other that's what that's. You know fe- what? I like Instagram. I, I, yeah.
1: I, I like the stories feature. It works fine for me. Of course, they, from what I understand, I guess they just ripped off Snapchat, which is, I, I thought they ripped it off because Snapchat went away. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. No, Snapchat's um, still
0: still alive and kicking.
1: It's interesting. And, and now you can bookmark things in Instagram, which is kind of cool. Yep. Give, oh, me ability, yeah, oh, give me the ability. Yeah. Give me the ability to hashtag, hashtag them as well. Uh, oh, and while we're at it, hey, Twitter. Why not make hashtags not count against your character count?
0: That I thought would they be had cool. done that, didn't they? Well, the problem is then you get somebody who just puts a billion hashtags on everything. Well, All up to time. a
1: certain degree then, let's say. Okay, fair enough. The first yeah. few were free. Yeah, first few were free. Uh, also on Twitter, one last thing. Uh, Edward Snowden did uh, a chat with Jack Dorsey, who's the head of, of Twitter, uh, and it was pretty fascinating. I watched the whole thing. He did a Periscope chat with him and took questions from the internet. But it was interesting his his take on information and media. Um, so yeah, look for that. You can I'm sure you can Google that. Very cool. Yeah, but it was good. I've, I I haven't really heard him do a long form conversation. I've just heard little bits and pieces from other interviews with him. But it was it was interesting to to hear him kind of work through some of these answers to these questions.
0: Yeah. So It's going to be... Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Okay, I will turn this... Put it in the show notes. Done. Right on. Uh, Jeffrey, we will see you next week. Yep. Have a good week, everyone. Okay. Be good to each other. All right. Bye.
2: Going on and on the way we are for so long. This